Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Each week we sit down and discuss our favorite lore topics from within the Destiny universe. Specifically, we intend to take a close look at a specific question that has been nagging us and potentially the Destiny community as a whole. To fulfill that, our discussions tend to assume that you already have some background in the Destiny lore. Despite that, our goal is to be as lighthearted and welcoming to everyone as possible. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic. And the Mile High Club, potentially. Depending on how you secured your flight. <laughs> You'll hear all about it on the way over. That's right. Or, I mean, maybe I'll hear all about it on, like, after you arrive. If, uh, you know. And that's going to be our banter for opening up. It's just going to be vague references to sex on a plane. Indeed. Did that's my band name. Sex on a plane? Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So welcome to the Spin Foil Theory Podcast. <laughs> on those, on those, on those exciting notes. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome. Um, uh, yeah, uh, we are very excited to bring you to this episode. Uh, I am super jazzed this weekend. I I don't mean to toot my own horn. This is the first episode like post home ownership. And like, Woo-hoo! oh man, did I cramp my hands signing all of my life away. <laughs> Who yeah. needs hands anyway? You got a house now. Exactly. Uh, got... <laughs> That's how I feel about it. But I feel like some people are like, Taylor B, like, you could have just, like, invested in a stamp. Not legal. You'd be surprised. You can't just stamp your signature. It, you have to do other stuff. You can't just buy the stamp is all I'm saying. Fair enough. Yeah, you can't just buy the stamp. There's gonna be some lawyer friend who's gonna like, like on the show, is gonna like write us and be like, "Actually, asshole, if <laughs> like like having some new facts that I'm unaware of, <laughs> like, you don't have to be incorporated." You... Like, well, fuck. You did not consider this. Yeah, I did not. I did not. So I just wanna, I just wanna manage everyone's expectations there. Um. This is a bagels has one drink, but he's like, oh, I gotta go play comp later. So it's not as toasty an episode as it could be. I just want to put that out there for everyone. Like, don't feel bad if you seem to be having more fun than bagels. It's his fault. It it typically is my own fault. So I accept it's his own fault. He's an adultman. So don't cry for him, Argentina. It's my last name. Adultman. Adultman. Yeah, Bagels Adultman. I'm sorry, The Bagels Adultman. <laughs> bagels mean, is actually my middle name. My first name is The. Well, yeah, you need that article. I think yeah. it was your mister. <laughs> mister The Bagels oh, Adultman. Yeah, like, The was your mister. Like, instead oh. of mister, it's just, uh, like, article, The. Like, please address me appropriately. I need <laughs> Yeah, no, you can't be stopped. You can't be stopped. Uh, this is a fun... This is actually one of our original ten theories that we wrote down in our bank. Uh, so this is kind of a fun one because it still kind of persists. Like, like some of them fell off. Um, as theories do as new information comes out. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and some of them we, we've gone over, but this, this was number three of the Jim Jams we wrote down. 
yeah, this this is one of the old school ones, and <laughs> it's it's fun to come back and look at this one. It's uh, especially with the, this season, I think it's particularly relevant because we're discussing the Fallen a lot, and so it pops up quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, I I concur as a professional. Um, yeah, so so this one this one's a lot of fun. It and it's basically the it, to to put it in put it put it in the most basic way it's the the theory is servitors are either a spiritual or like quite literal precursors to ghosts um and so i guess broader like are, are servitors precursors to ghosts and i think it can go a, a multiplicity of ways here but but like long story short the, the largest link you have to it, if you look at the base servitor before you get, like, SIVA and all these other things that have come later with, with um, the Fallen since they've arrived at Earth, like, augmenting further their, their tech uh, as they've encountered Earth technology, the idea is these servitors, as noted in the lore, are built in the image of the Traveler. And when you look at the ghost, if you remove the shell, quite similar shape, quite similar design. It's it's pretty clear that at least in construction purposes they 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 look quite similar. And on right. top of that, yeah, right. <laughs> and and it, it appears that the the servitor is designed after the shape of the traveler. That that appears to be at least one of the one of the original design elements to how the fallen created their servitors. They they needed machines in order to basically produce ether and uh, our our current thought process is that the the traveler it might not have it probably didn't pr- like produce the original amount of ether on Reese the Lixney homeworld but it, it could have certainly I'm, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to interrupt bagels but is that to say that like what we know about the servitors is at least like 100% like Post the whirlwind, as as the soul producers of ether, it's kind of like before that where the gray area falls in is what I think you're alluding to. So sorry to interrupt. Correct. Yes. So what we've got here, I'll, I'll break it down by timeline. Essentially, break it down. <laughs> so pre pre traveler, we have very little information on on ether production for the for the fallen. We don't know if they needed ether at that time. We can kind of guess that they probably did. Uh, it was still probably a necessary, a necessary biological requirement of of their functioning. But uh, post arrival of the traveler, we do have descriptions of Reese, the Elixney homeworld, as being just having like rivers of of ether for their consumption. It's it's uh, essentially a lush garden world, and Reese is or, and uh, the ether is easily accessible to all of them uh whether or not it's actually like a good found and harvested at that point in time is still pretty unclear but it it's easily obtained by all all. this raises another question that i've always had about because you know how how we tend to liken the fallen to arachnids uh especially Mm -hmm. with like the spider like overtaking that like beast with a thousand arms or that Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder if this form of consumption didn't come from an aquatic planet. Like, maybe they're actually more like crustaceans. Aquatic arachnids. To where, like, what they're used to breathing in this whole time 
Like, maybe they don't have, like, I'm, I'm not saying it's, like, an oxygen thing, like, they need to be in the water, but I'm wondering if, like, their home environment is, like, this thick, like, you can kind of, like, breathe in sustenance type of thing. Because the, the, there are a form of shrimp that just kind of, like, filter out food. And other aquatic life, they just kind of filter out food from the water as they swim. I'll say that that's possible. But, I, I, here, here's the description of Reese from, uh, I believe it's from, uh, what's this from? Uh, I think it's from Ghost Fragment 3. I think that's what this is from. Reese was described as a finely crafted paradise. Possibly so after the coming of the Traveler, whom the Elixni revered as a god. And the ether is said to have run freely. Carefully tended lakes and rivers are mentioned along with fields of lush, iridescent crops and groves of starkly colored trees. The sky was a light pink, likely due to ether enrichment, and at times appeared green as well. Well, regular... That that part is relevant, but... uh, um, Yeah, so basically, it's described to have been in... To run freely, uh, and the carefully tended lakes and rivers. It's a little, a lot of context so, so here's, there. Here's, here's where I'm coming. Here's where I'm coming with this, right? Ether, as we see it, is represented as a gas, right? Yes. Uh, conversely, like yes, and on on Earth, air currents and water currents share a very similar pattern. There's a lot of overlap. There's there's some discrepancy between uh, plates and stuff like that, but there's a lot of overlap between that uh, between the two, just like sure. flow based on the uh, spinning of the Earth and the gravity thereof. Sure. I submit that maybe where the Elixni were, if it wasn't like an aquatic planet, maybe it was like a thicker gaseous planet, maybe more similar to Fundament. To where, like, rivers aren't necessarily, like, as we perceive them on Earth, right? Maybe they could be... Maybe there's, like, a third dimension to it, right? Just because of how thick the atmosphere and what you're breathing is. And I only submit this because... They... The Fallen... Even... And correct me if I'm wrong. Even the dregs... They need the ether to grow. They don't need it to live. Like, I feel like they can, ex- like, they've quite provenly, especially in the most recent raid, like, proven they can exist in space. I'm pretty sure they do need it to live. No, 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 uh, they need it to live, but they don't need, like, air. Sorry. They don't need, like, air, oxygen. Oh, they don't need, like, oh, atmosphere okay. to live. I did miss that just now. But, like, sorry, they, yeah, don't, I... they don't need, like, they need it to, like, eat and grow. But, like, they'll just kind of wither away and get smaller without ether. They won't necessarily die right away. Like, it's a, it's a necessity, but it's not an imperative. Okay. So, yeah, it's not like they'll die without it immediately, like we would due to oxygen deprivation sort of thought process. Yeah. And I think, I think there's some, some credence to that thought process. I, I do think cutting off uh, a drag from his, his ether supply for a limited period of time is not going to kill him immediately. I think I, I think in that sense it's more akin to food, but it probably to a point, right? To a point, yeah. Because like I feel like when you when you snip those tubes to the bigger fallen, like you know when they die and like their ether stuff pops off, mm-hmm. like I, 
and I'm and I'm not sure how much overlap there is between lore and application and games. So everyone forgive me here, but I'm trying to connect these dots. I feel like, like, because they kind of get smaller as they like shrivel up and die. Not like dramatically. It's not like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not trying to like paint that picture for you, but I I think to some extent, if you're gonna have a super big fallen, he needs to have like a somewhat constant supply of ether. And that's that's typically what the des description is of like an archon, somebody who can who can breathe in just ether constantly, uh, essentially. Whereas a drag, you get the description of they get whiffs of ether, so you've got a direct. It kind of lends credence to your, your thought process that it's not a necessary at all, all at all points in time for the. Do you know what this stupidly reminds me of? In Futurama and other cartoons that Futurama was referencing, but it's like the the two like space hobos. They're like that is a hobo lifting aroma you've got there. <laughs> and I just feel like I just feel like the fallen the the dregs are like oh shit was that ether potentially in that can like damn <laughs> I'm feeling a little better already just based on the implications. I, I I put that out there. Um, but yeah, like so that's that's a big gray area in this theory. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say that that really draws the biggest line of whether it's a spiritual or actual precursor, because like if the initial like you know before the whirlwind, if the if if the first iteration it turns out of the servitor is something that they only glean through influence of the Traveler, I think there's a, a much larger argument to be had. Sure. And you could make the argument, we don't, like I said, we don't know much about the Elixni pre-Traveler. Mm -hmm. It could be that in order to essentially quote-unquote improve their species, the the Traveler introduced Aether uh, well, to, to, to the Fallen. Ooh, see that's that's a great point. I was gonna say that we that we do know from I think it's in game dialogue, if I recall correctly. Like I I, I did my research proper. I, I can look at my notes if you really want to call me out here. But <laughs> but, uh, but no no we we do know that the servitors were built in the image of the traveler. Correct. Whether that was pre or post collapse, eh. Because you know, it's it's one of those things when, when you have a when you have a spacefaring sort of pirate species that is uh, rigging all these different technologies together as they go. Mm -hmm. And and I'm actually kind of disappointed we've never explored what technology the they might have scavenged before they got to the solar system. Like, it, there's, there's never been any, like... You know what I mean? There's never been any, like, third-party sure. technology that has nothing to do with any of this. They just happen to fucking pirate that shit along the that way. That would be a pretty fun thing to explore. I, I, I think the reason, probably, that we haven't encountered much of that to this point is that they mostly came directly to our our solar system. Oh, that, that's and, why I purely mean along the way, right? Right. And I, 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 get, I get where you're coming from. It's yeah. just most, mostly counter... Uh, I, I think that's probably why we just haven't encountered... Uh, any additional exotic technology from from the fallen? Ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and I don't mean to. I thank you for bringing that up. Like I, I would be here for even just notes on like different systems that they have that are mundane. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you're like, oh yeah, these weren't our propulsion systems. We looted this from these guys on the way, mm -hmm. 
and just like mass copied it because these guys were bitches. <laughs> right? <laughs> lot, like they just went total Cobra Kai about it. They just like punched him and took it. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'd be entire... to destroy everybody, but they were just taking the shit and. Like, <laughs> I'd be like... entirely down for that. That that would be actually a pretty compelling storyline in my 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 view if they did come up with some technology that they've been like working to crack for the past like thousand years essentially and they finally figured out how to implement it and and use it and it has some like dire consequences for humanity that'd be pretty humanity cool as a or design. themselves like like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah like like that there there's a lot of potential there like even if they were as we've discussed uh potentially like for the most part like cryogenically chilling mm mm-hmm. The most, uh, for the most part of that, that journey, like, cause we don't know how far they're meant to be away. We don't know how fast their ships go. There's a lot of questions that like, like aren't answered there, but I, I, I would really dig this idea of like, there's this species or like area of the universe that has nothing to do with the traveler of the darkness that the fallen like happened upon on their way here just due to like gravitational forces or rotations it was along the way for just that like their trip <laughs> it's just like oh yeah fuck you guys we're mm, we're taking these peace no we're not going to destroy you but like bounce <laughs> like, <laughs> like... <laughs> we'll leave you in a space here forever though <laughs> that's, what no. that's what i'm saying like maybe that's where the cephalopods come in the Fallen just punched them a few times on their way, like, here, stole their propulsion systems, and just bounced over to the solar system. <laughs> I have still hear that. But back to the theory. I'm sorry, I get off on tangents. Um, no. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's I... It's more for... Well, Bagels, I know you're here for it. It's more for our audience. Sure. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> they might be here for two at this point, but, like, I feel like I need to, I need to call myself out on it before I go, like, 20 minutes in. um i I do want to kind of hedge back to that point about the potentiality of the traveler introducing ether to the fallen because if that's the case then more than likely the traveler would have also introduced or if not introduced technology to harvest said ether uh it would have certainly uh inspired the ability to harvest the ether, and at which point the fawn would ha- or the elixir would have crafted servitors uh, or something akin to a uh, initial model of some sort of ether harvesting device that would someday become a servitor, and that's that would be how that they uh, modeled the servitor after the traveler at that point. Uh, Kind of, kind of a interesting thought thought process that at least leads some credence to this this theory. Just, just to just to touch on that, like once more before before I feel like we really need to move on. Um, the the idea that the traveler introduced ether is so interesting because in many ways the traveler created and improved upon habitats for humanity as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if the traveler introduced a substance that allowed for exponential growth and longevity within the elixir. I feel like that is a hundred percent on brand. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't disagree at all, and in fact, it it's in line with the light, the essentially the exponential growth of a population 
what from what we know about pure light in our interactions with the nine and the prophecy dungeon being uh exposed to pure light is essentially non-death everything just goes on in perpetuity and as a result something like ether makes sense as a resultant of the traveler visiting a species it's almost like a good karma right you can cultivate it Right. <laughs> Not to be like too meta about it, but like I, I, I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. Like you can yep. really kinda lean in on like oh like yeah, okay. The traveler's smiling upon you, you don't gotta war with yourself anymore. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> I actually and I still I still really wonder this. I always wonder if like there were other species that seemed to be uh seem to be amenable to the traveler but we don't quite know if they had been touched by the traveler correct i mean fought against even... like the hive in in the in the the book of sorrow the, the the one book of sorrows that we have correct yeah um and, so and they... oh sorry i was just gonna add to that in fact a section of the hive worshipped the traveler uh it was a subsection of uh that had a planet destroyed by the the main force of the hive that we're now familiar with uh, in the Death Singer song, but they they actively worshipped the traveler, uh, despite never being visited by the traveler. And so, what what I really wonder here is if if longevity is something that is unique to the traveler, Be- because I feel like what the traveler influences is like complacency. Uh, I feel like in many of the species that the traveler like is documented as having visited, uh, their ability to defend themselves is kind of lacking because they don't need to anymore. Whereas, quite uniquely, hear me out here. Sure. Humanity seems to be like so fucking paranoid after having basically fought itself its whole existence. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Like, I feel like we're the worst of the best. You know what I mean? <laughs> I completely get where you're coming from. Yeah. And it, was, like, yeah. And it makes sense why the, the if, if you needed a bunch of warriors to defend you, why would you would choose humanity in that in that effect? Well, they're, they're the least bad of the assholes. I'm going to go pick these guys. It's actually, it's actually, be, it, it, it's one of those things I actually, I actually kind of posit, uh, you know, submit this to the lore community. I feel like potentially the the people that the traveler had chosen prior to humanity were so much better than humanity that they couldn't stand up to what they were potentially facing. As opposed mm-hmm. to humanity, which even demonstrated by a number of the risen chosen by objects or agents of the traveler. We're like the most asshole of all of those people, demonstrably, <laughs> who were affected by the traveler. <laughs> no, no, like we really are. We really are. And people might be like, "Oh, like what about what about the hive?" Like, ooh, the krill were not helped by the traveler. The the traveler never smiled upon the krill. Like it never boosted their shit. Correct. Correct. <laughs> um. Like, of all the people the Traveler, like, has, like, smiled upon, 
we seem to be the most ready to like and and i know this is a dead theory like i'm not trying to submit this again but like i feel like if anyone was going to shoot the traveler in the back it was going to be us <laughs> yeah i think that's a fair fair point as well like if anyone wants to be like oh that's a cultural like that culture comes from earth it comes from earth <laughs> like that is not you don't take too kindly to people who like take too kindly to fucking dipping off in the middle of a fight <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's cross culture I, I, I stand by that <laughs> like, it's it's not to say I, I, I will note there that we do know I think it was the Acumen that did put up a pretty solid fight against the Hive uh, I don't but... know that they were visited by the Traveler <sighs> didn't they we have to get well, they had cardiometric weapons. We knew they were aware of what was going on. Uh, I think um, during the Zizigi. Because they seemed to have like... Or at least like... Not, maybe not aware of what was going on during the Zizigi. But they were they were like one of the first people the Hive visited. Right after the Ecumen, right? Uh... Because if if what I'm because what what you're talking about is is the uh, the people who were reporting on the ecumen being the the I think like amiable ecumen as they describe them being destroyed by the hive. Okay. Yeah, I I'm not a hundred percent sure. I just wanted to offer it as as a counter that none of the races visited by the traveler had any substantial defenses because I, I i feel like i feel like i don't know i can't remember if it was ecumen or if it was the uh i'm drawing a blank there was uh there was another one that in particular put up a pretty strong defense against the hive and it, like it lasted thousands of years, sort of sort of thing. Well, that's one of those things. Like, was that Earth years? Because only some things have been. That's a fair point. Earth years. Yeah, that's that's entirely a fair point, and we don't know any of the time scale of the the books of sorrow. But well, all right. So I, I know, yeah. I know, I know for their time on the fundament ten. 10 years of life was was meant to be a direct correlation in the translation right we, we were meant to understand that amount of time so yeah. it makes me wonder if that does that still apply for the later stories or is that just for that part <laughs> we really don't know <laughs> it's it's to define that sort of stuff in, in especially without any like corroborating sources for the books it's it's pretty hard to it's it's pretty hard to really establish a time scale for and that, for and that, you know, that, that always kind of bugged me like like and this is this is not a call this is myself included lore community but like us in the lore community we always talk about how uh how like uh the 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 book or books can be like unreliable author Mm -hmm. because Savathun's in the margins. And I'm like, Savathun's one of the authors. <laughs> she wrote the book, you're gonna get mad at her cliff notes and say, but she wrote the book, she helped write the book. 
<laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's it's like a Did you did you ever read that Stephen Colbert book, I'm America and so can you? I did not. Okay, okay. It's it's really hilarious. Uh I think some of the jokes might be lost just uh as time has become displaced and government has changed. Sure. But go read it because he's writing the book to you and he also like air quotes writes in the margins okay sure and so he like makes notes on his own writing that he's also making jokes at you with <laughs> fair enough at one point he changes the name of the chapter to reflect the sponsorship he just cultivated by the previous paragraph <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's it's pretty great. It's a great it's a great book. Like I totally I totally recommend it. But okay. but it's it's uh it's that type of writing. So when I when I think of Savathun, like when you think of the books of sorrows, they're talking about the past of the hive and like it, it reflects on like it doesn't say anything poorly about any of the three siblings. So it's like, okay, they at least got to like review this before they put it out there. <laughs> So you you were you're an editor and now you're writing in the margins too. Pretty much. <laughs> and we and on one hand we kind of have to treat it like a uh, another version of the Chronicon in in that regard and take it with us at least a small grain of salt. <laughs> it's not I don't think it's quite to that degree, but we do have to question a lot of the stuff that is within it. So I will say this. I will say this. Because we don't know 100% the the nature of ether, just, you know, I'm downshifting again, guys, sorry, conversationally. <laughs> we were in fifth, I just brought us back down to third. <laughs> but don't worry, I had the clutch in there for a while. <laughs> I can speak English. I had the clutch in there for a while. <laughs> so we're not going to seize up. Unless I, you know, stutter my words again. Anyway. <laughs> Um, shifting back down, I, I would say we don't know the nature of how Ether began because we only really have a time just before the whirlwind, uh, for the Elixni. And I, you know, I actually wonder if like maybe whatever Ether is comprised of was maybe sparse on their home world. Like maybe they didn't have long lives until that was introduced. Because they remind me in a lot of ways of the krill in that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, That's even, fair. They, even if they are like more akin to spiders, like uh, you know, crustaceans are like aquatic arachnids. Like. Yeah, there are some parallels there. I yeah, think that's a zoology point. zoology fans, please write me in to tell me exactly how I'm wrong, but I feel <laughs> like I have the broad strokes down in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, we need a disclaimer here in the middle. Like, no, like I, I don't want to like upset anybody who actually knows this shit. But I feel like I'm like for the purposes of this argument, I'm simplifying it appropriately. Sure. No, I agree. I, I I know I I don't know like the detailing there, but I do feel like crustaceans and arachnids are at least like distantly related in some some fashion. I think I've heard that before. They would at least like enjoy sharing stories before the crustacean suffocated. <laughs> no, nah, because the spider's gonna drown almost instantly. That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, 
I just kind of want to submit because we don't know the the entire nature of ether. I do want to say that we do know kind of concretely, just kind of touching upon this again, that servitors were built in the image of the traveler. Uh, great servitors, archons, are a part of the modern Elixni religion. So yeah, the, the, the prime a, servitors, yeah. Yep. Exactly. I think there is a strong... Or, yeah, no, the archon communicates with the servitor. Correct. Uh, and, like, kind of between them and the Kel. It's like the middle ground guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I So I think there is a very fair argument to say that, like, that entire culture is really based off, you know, what was left after the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. The culture from their golden age. Sure. Uh, and so with that in mind, moving, moving over to, to the more modern, modern, uh, thing the Traveler definitely did, the the Traveler made the ghost. The Traveler, the Traveler, (laughs) like, got shot from some direction or, like, ballooned because it was dying and just expelled a bunch of light and ghosts. It was like a pregnancy horse. Uh yeah, yeah. Oh no 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 no! It's not no no. It's like it's like the male seahorse who's ready to let the eggs go that are hatching. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that counts as pregnant. I don't I don't mean to offend sure I'm not sure if that counts as carrying the eggs or being pregnant with them. That's a very that good point. question. But I don't know that. Yeah, I don't mean yeah. to be. I don't mean to be ignorant. So I'm just sorry in advance. <laughs> like, I I don't, no, I, yeah, yeah I, I tend to agree. I, I don't think there's at this point any reason to really doubt that the the traveler gave birth to the ghosts. I'm just glad the, you said that. I thought you were going to still talk about the seahorses. No, no, I, I'm done. I, like, I don't think there's any point, like, reason to doubt at this point that the seahorses. <laughs> I'm just so glad you're moving on. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 I do believe that the the ghosts are the product of the traveler, and we have not found any significant evidence to to think otherwise. And I think uh, the strongest the strongest um, confirmation that they're of the traveler is that they can be sent back to the traveler. I believe so as well. Yeah, we do know that Osiris sent a ghost back to uh, the, the traveler to be Segura. reset. Or correct, Segura did it. You are yeah. correct. Um, it, do you wonder if that's a code that all ghosts have? A reset code? Just like they have that, like they can send that signal to another ghost. Do you think that could be used as a weapon? It, potentially. It, it seems like it could be used as a weapon to, like, you're fighting another, another guardian another for some reason. Yeah. 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 You send yeah. your ghost. You just reset your ghost and go back to the traveler. <laughs> well, shit. That what do I do be, now? Oh, that would be some shit. <laughs> oh god, can you imagine? You're like you're just you're in this firefight, and like a ghost like blips around, like pulls your ghost out of you, and just like blah, 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 and it's like oh bounce, like oh no, oh no. <laughs> what just? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Bungie, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be the most fucking ridiculous shit if someone was just sending their ghost around to reset other ghosts. 
That'd be like curiosity uh, evil that I could imagine out of Arisen. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just... so, ooh. <clears throat> but it's one of those things, like, you know how a lot of, like, villains are the hero of their own story? Mm-hmm. So, like, alright, if Tolan's ghost can, like, air quotes, be serving the Traveler and still be super jazzed about dying with Toland as he becomes the wisp. Yeah. <laughs> like almost ascendant. He's he's almost there. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I actually wonder if if someone could just convince their ghost to go reset everyone else's ghost. It's it's an interesting question. And like what if Sarah was evil? I, I really don't know the answer to that question. It's something that's not been explored heavily. We've got one definite re- reference to it in that... I, th- I think it's Pigeon of the Phoenix that that happens in. Uh, but other than that... Is it Pigeon of the Phoenix? I thought it happened before that. It might have been in Ghost Stories. I might be mixing that up. I Yeah, I think Pigeon of the Phoenix is subsequent. This is... I think this story takes place when Osiris is still in the wild, like, before the last city. Okay. The, yeah, that might entirely be the case. Um, but yeah, regardless. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to... It's hard to really envision how that would occur. Like, do you need multiple ghosts to basically tell a ghost to reset itself? Because I believe there are multiple ghosts involved in that story, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to go back and double check. I think you might be a little mistaken. In this case, it was a warlord that uh, Osiris encountered while he was on the road. And he ends up putting that warlord down. And it's ghost pop. And and, and their ghost pops up, right? Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if if Osiris catches it or Sagira actually subdues it, but they kind of keep it in place before it's able to res the warlord. Mm -hmm. And Sagira, like, flashes some information at it. And then it just kind of, like, wanders off like a zombie back to the Traveler. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, he was scared. That's why he chose this asshole uh, as, as their risen. Didn't use the term guardian, I believe. Um, saying that, like, it was, this ghost was let, let out in a lot of fear, so it shows someone strong. Sure. To, uh, sure. to raise. And, like, to, to that extent, that makes sense, but it just makes me wonder, is that something that, like, if only Sagira can do it, why only Sagira? And if not, it sounds like ghosts can just do that, which I think is a lot more, like, a a much more reasonable assumption. But I guess maybe, the... maybe they don't know they can do it, but I feel like they could probably all do it if they figured it out. Maybe there's the question of the ghost being willing to be reset itself. Because it, it, if that ghost acknowledged that it was scared when it rose that particular individual, then maybe it showed a section of itself as... Um, or like humility almost in in i I gotta challenge this because in that in that instance when sagira did it she did it she did so forcefully she stopped the ghost from rezzing the 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 risen the warlord correct um but after that like there was some sort of 
dialogue between the two of them, presumably. Mm-hmm. That that that's between. Sorry, what what I'm reflecting upon when she, when I say that that ghost was scared, just because I have this kind of fresh in my memory. Sure. Um, it's it's she is reflecting back to Osiris about that ghost. That ghost never says anything to them. Okay. okay. Uh, so in in that case, it's like she took the information, right? Or at least as how I read that interaction, like she kind of like interfaced, like air quotes. Sure. Or it's like I don't know. I've been playing enough cyberpunk where I'm like quick hacks. Those <laughs> 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 <is> minds now. <laughs> like. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I uh, I'd have to reread that whole whole bit. I think to have a better grasp on whether or not, um, or how how that interaction would go, in particular. But yeah, no, that that I guess that makes sense. And, and as a weapon, it, that'd be incredibly powerful powerful to wield. Because who's to say that only a ghost could wield that power? Then if the, if there's a, some sort of reset code out there for ghosts. It's really interesting because ghosts are shown to be able to interface with a number of technologies, but how many technologies have actually been shown to be able to interface with ghosts? I believe Siva has been known to, if I'm not mistaken. I think Siva did what... Well, alright, so arguably there is the Siva ghost shell, where the ghost is kind of like still functioning in spite of the Siva. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would argue, and hear me out, I would argue that Siva can overtake ghosts. I don't think it can work. I don't think it can interface like. Sure. You know how like things can like like technologies sure. can work together. Like I don't feel like that's what Siva does with things. Sure. It basically overwrites the what what yeah. was hostile. Yeah. It's an '80s guy. It's a hostile <laughs> takeover. Sure. Siva, you heard it here first, folks. Siva is the total '80s guy of Destiny AI. And if that's, if that's, yeah, that's the only thing that really comes to mind on, on that. Um, although, oh no, Vex, uh, with Ashamir, he questioned his ghost and how it would, its ability to either revive him or, uh, interact how you would typically expect a ghost to with him as a guardian. I felt like that was because of his infection, not the ghost's. I, I'm pretty sure the ghost was also affected by that, if I'm not mistaken. I thought it was him, and hear me out, I thought it was him, and he was basically worried that if the ghost revived him, it would revive, like, the Vex parts, too. Hmm. Might have to revisit that, too. We'll revisit. I mean, we could take, I can timestamp this. <laughs> no, no, this is fine. This is um, static recording. Like I, can, I can just do stuff. People don't even know about my edits. <laughs> secret edit. Uh, this that secret edit right before it. I have had a whole rant. You guys. I, I think this kind of warrants its own topic at some point. This is Ooh, kind of a. Right. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of feeling that. Uh, I'm gonna write that down for later. Uh, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's continue I, on. I, you know, like, the more I yell out Scribe, the more happy I am to mail you, like, a lifetime supply of Scribe mead. <laughs> so that I don't feel bad. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, this joke ended up with Bagels getting his own mead. <laughs> Not because, like, 
I made meat, but because I found meat, that was also called scribe. In the Commonwealth of Virginia. Yo, so, alright. Back to Brass Tack, though. As far as them being a precursor, I think there's actually a lot of, regardless of their origin, even if it's a spiritual precursor, like, uh, you know, the same idea applied by different people, different entities, I think there's a strong argument here, because at, at their base, even with, like, if we remove the outer shell of ghosts and the outer shell of servitors, which, yes, they have an outer shell, you blow it apart if you kill them. True. It's, they're the little ball in a, like, you know, if, if servitors are made in the shape of a traveler and they have a little eye in front and then ghosts kind of have a similar thing going on, I don't think that's such a crazy, crazy idea. And servitors even get their own custom shells. We see that with uh, the uh, spiders. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they have the little spiky deals coming oh, out of so it. So many spiky boys. <laughs> I, all right, so whenever I see that many spiky boys, like it kind of reminds me of a hedgehog, and a hedgehog does that so that something won't bite it. I was like, what is biting your servitors? <laughs> and if something that big is biting them and is interested in eating technology <laughs> we probably don't want to see it <laughs> i don't want to but they have like what the fuck <laughs> why haven't you told me about this <laughs> i feel like this should have maybe been an earlier conversation <laughs> like you seem clearly prepared whereas i am not all while being here on the reef. <laughs> Damn it, Spider. Although he's probably still salty, which, ooh. Bagel's like, I gotta get meta for a second. I thought that was the dumbest way to free crow. Yeah, I... I don't mean to complain. I really enjoy everything, guys. I'm not on the salt train. I know you don't come to this show for that, but, like, holy shit. For him to not figure out his own wordplay, he's the guy who got out of paying us, like, eight times because he said he would consider something. Yeah, it seemed a little like, against Spider's, yeah. like creed almost like he he's he's certainly greedy to a fault and he would find some way to work his way out of in let's, any situation like that let's normal. be honest the only difference between him and the kingpin from the marvel universe whichever marvel marvel universe you want cinematic or otherwise is that he has way more arms and click <laughs> click clicks when he's super jazzed about something you just said no, I, I completely agree. He It seemed against his character. And uh, I, I questioned it a little bit, but it, it, maybe there there could be some un, unseen consequence, or maybe Spider actually wanted that to happen. That could yet come into play. It's not un, unlike him to have a long con type of situation as well. So I'm willing to let let it see play let it play out to see how it uh, develops precisely. Yeah, it's. Mm. Yeah, I get where you're coming from though entirely. Yeah, <laughs> like I wanted there to be some like real hardcore trickery or like hard task. Like he offered us an offer, like okay, well yes you can, but go fucking kill a hive god or something. 
Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, something ridiculous he just figured we couldn't do, because reasonably we should not have been able to, but we brought in five other buddies, and we were like, you know what? Guardians choose their own fate. Fuck it. <laughs> right in there like a bunch of fucking champions. Indeed. <laughs> that would be... That would be how I would take it. But, but yeah, like, it's... Mm, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, it, it, like, not not to be... Not to be a complainer, there's a lot of negativity out there, guys, for, for this game. Uh, that is not what we're here for. That was just a, a comment on characterization and perhaps worry for the future, mostly. So, sorry sorry if, if uh, you got that sour taste in your mouth. You were perhaps trying to escape. Sorry. <laughs> Regardless, uh, yeah, back to shell, shell designs and uh, commonalities. Yeah, we've they they do seem to be just overall they they seem to share a lot of striking similarities and i think again it's it's if it's not a direct parallel between their construction it's certainly a design reference back to the traveler uh certainly a, a, at least a callback in the case of ghosts uh, as to where they came from that that center center ball seems to be cornering on the iconology of spheres yeah and it, and it really it, it really it really strikes me uh in, in particular that there is a direct call out that you know servers were made in the image of the traveler mm-hmm. though we don't know when correct or by who and then we also know that ghosts were made directly by the traveler and we know this like no like not not to be like joking about it like there's no other like there's like a fun theory that perhaps clovis bray made them but like there's seriously like not not to be like an asshole guys there's dick and shit that relates to that theory yeah it, like there's you know what i mean like it's it's an idea and I, we don't want to <laughs> you're like, so much nicer than me <laughs> like i, I don't want to i don't want to shit on anyone's that, ideas but like yeah but like, just like for emphasis, not not to be an asshole about it, I guess is like the best way I can put what I just said. Like, mm, that is a fun idea, and I won't fault you for enjoying it. Sure. But there's literally nothing that points to that. Yeah, I think I think I think that's a fair assumption at this point. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, I guess. What else do we have? Uh, there's a multifaceted, uh, multifaceted uh, requirement out of both functionings of ghosts and servitors. In the case of servitors, you've, you've got them feeding ether. You've got them acting as navigators uh, for the the fallen catches and my, more minor ships. They are also seemingly a uh, defense screen for their allies in combat. So th- there's a multifaceted aspect to to servitors. And similarly, ghosts, we've got them opening doors. Haha. <laughs> we've got them uh, connecting to other ghosts via networks. We- there's... But not the ghost uh, network. That's a completely different... Right. <laughs> not, to, not to confuse anyone. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's... They, they certainly serve a variety of of roles in addition to just their standard res the guardian type of role. 
So it's it's not it's not like they're just limited to a single role as well, and they seem to kind of parallel in that like multifaceted catch-all type type thing is I guess what I'm trying to get across. To add, it, to, add to these differences, though, they've also been around a lot longer. Sure. Like they've existed at least the entire time that ghosts have. Correct. Yeah, servitors have existed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, all right, man. Uh, so I feel like we're at a point where we can make some decisions. Do you think it's mm-hmm. something uh, on its face? On its face, what's what's your what's your base plausibility? I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm gonna give this a base plausibility of around eight. Like it's it's plausible in the sense that uh, on the sense of did our servitors really like a production of the traveler? Like we've said for ghosts, like. Did did the traveler just outright make servitors? That is somewhat plausible. I was arguing that it's at this point. Uh, however, we don't know much about how ether originated on Reese, so it's it's a distinct possibility that the fallen or the elixir back then would have developed the the servitors in. Um, in some capacity, uh, sorry, I'm rambling a little bit, but uh, b- basically, the the servitor origin origination is completely up in the air, in 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 my view, as to how how the Luxney started to what about what about in the develop them side though? What about like a, on the, a spiritual precursor? Yeah, in the spiritual side, I think there's certainly a case to be made there. Uh, yeah, the certainly the the fallen post whirlwind needed ether generation in order to if if not outright survive they needed it to at least grow and be strong and so they developed the servitors at some point in order to facilitate that and certainly ghosts are very similar in that that vein that they're modeled they're they're both modeled after the traveler uh, the sphere iconology is strong between between both, and uh, obviously the traveler. So it there's a lot of certain certain characteristics that are shared between both servitors and ghosts that make the the link at least plausible in my view. But uh, there's a lot of missing gaps that need to be filled in before we can uh, make any strong strong arguments. I kind of agree with that because you don't know, and and I mean I feel like both is important, right? Because uh, technology from the influence of the traveler developed by the by the people can be as great, if not equal to, technology developed directly by the traveler, such as ghosts, right? Yep. yep. I, I think even even in the example of humanity, like the the ability that we were able to come up with uh, a warm mind such as Rasputin, which you might say, oh, Rasputin kind of fucking sucks. Like, Rasputin survived that shit 
and is still helping us and is fighting off and like you want to say like he couldn't stand up to the darkness like he he fucking escaped he didn't get killed by the darkness either like that's pretty yep. fucking cool um and, and and so i i want to put that out there and like i think some of those other species that we uh had sort of like uh referenced early in the episode who had been influenced by the traveler with cardiometric weapons and and what have you uh things things that come off as paracausal in nature i i think you know there's almost maybe a thin line between influenced by the traveler and what the traveler creates directly because with the case of titan humanity actually terraformed that not the mm -hmm. traveler mm -hmm. and we were able yeah, to do it we were yeah. able to do it as about as well as the traveler did given what was there which was just like you know seas of methane mm-hmm and so, like, I just want to put that out there to this point to where, like, even if it's not, uh, like, a one-to-one -one precursor, I feel like the, the spiritual and influence there, for me, gives this, like, a little bit higher plausibility uh, value, even if it was, like, by the players involved unintended. So I, I kind of see it as I'm going to give it a 328 plausibility just because I really wanted to make your scale look like shit I'm kidding I'm kidding um but yeah I I, I don't give it I don't give it like concrete concrete um backing there either like honestly it it might be like you ever see that movie k-packs like why is a soap bubble round just because that shit's efficient so something that's meant to float in the air should just be round because sure. then it can float easily from no matter where gravity is pulling at it sure. so I, I i won't give it i won't give it like hundreds of percents but like now that we're past that man how do you turn it up to 11 what do you need to know Turn it up to 11 and confirm that the, the ether generation started with the arrival of the Traveler on, on Reese. That would basically turn it up to 11 for me because that would basically confirm that ether was a Traveler-inspired product and therefore what inspired the Golden Age was basically a drug by the traveler uh don't don't take that the wrong way i mean it uh, drugs can have positive effects uh, to a to a society in addition to ne you negative effects first, but folks <laughs> legalize it um but uh <laughs> it's basically a basically if we're, we're cranking it up there that would basically confirm it for me that the traveler if even if it didn't directly create servitors, it would have inspired the fallen to create machines at that point in time, and therefore, basically, by secondhand, by its own second, uh, it would have secondhandedly created the the servitors. So right, yeah. right, yeah, like like you leak your own influence enough 
that's you know what I mean? Like I, I'm picking up what you're putting down here. Yep. All right, groovy. For for me, uh, I guess maybe a little similarly, but not not quite as uh exactly the same or or as direct. I think for me, for to turn it up to eleven, what I would really just need is now that the traveler can speak for itself. Maybe the traveler just commenting on. Maybe this is more direct. This is more direct. Maybe the traveler <laughs> just commenting on their relationship with the Elixni. Because sure. it's awake now. Like honestly, like say say what you want. We have never dealt with an awake traveler, aside from it influencing Crow to bring us treats. <laughs> like it might have something to say about um uh about the elixni and, and a bunch of other things and you know there's a very strong there's a lot of strong theories out there still that there might be a playable elixni class or potential elixni guardians or at least like uh maybe elixni allies who are doing light based things so definitely mm -hmm. definitely worth uh because it's really interesting. It's uh, if if everyone's trying to take back the great machine, uh, Mithrax is the first one who's just to say like, "What if we just like protect it with them? They're just guarding it. We could just what if we just set up? We're just like, hey, like buddy, like we're we're pals now. We're just gonna set up camp with you. No, I, we won't fight you for it. We just want to chill." <laughs> I feel like he's the first one who doesn't try to take it. He tries to like just like offer offer help like hey <laughs> guys <laughs> just have diplomatic uh arrangements yeah, <laughs> yeah i agree he, he just he does he just wants to hang out under the traveler <laughs> like he's not he's not mad at you <laughs> like <laughs> you know <laughs> um i i i also really appreciate uh, what seems to be that approach on on his part so yeah like uh, I, I i think there's a lot involved there um, and, and related, and I think there's a lot to be found, and, and I, I kind of want to submit now, I think, though Mithrax is clearly the, uh, Caleb House Light, I personally hope he doesn't die and become the first Elixni Guardian, I hope he gets to mentor the first Elixni Guardians, I like to think if they ever become a playable race, he'll be your guy that you go talk to. Sure. Right? Yeah. Kind of a... Not quite a vanguard, because he wouldn't be arisen himself, but it would still be a situation where he'd be a mentor for the fallen society to to that newly risen individual. Right? Like, I would I would be here for that. I hope I hope that's the kind of role that he gets. Just the, like... Not that I have any problem, like, yes, I think he's a great candidate to be arisen, to be a guardian. I just don't want him to die. I want his story to keep going. Mm -hmm. He... He does a lot of cool stuff. It's Indeed. not like it's not like Aldrin who like died and you're like, Yeah and then Crow gets risen and he's like like awesome on top of everything. You're like, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if, if Mithrax died I'd be like, Oh no. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, and he also seems to be our best best mediator for the Fallen at this point in time, the best chance for a dip diplomatic relations to be initiated between the two species. He's a I super would... buddy. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where his character goes. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so, I, all right, I, I, I'll round it off with that, man. I, I think this is a, is a really fun one. It definitely lent us on a lot of tangents. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Like, I'm super jazzed about it. This was fun. <laughs> it did. Um, so, my mans, uh, that, that, that was a fun one. Uh, anyone, if, if, if you have any, like, further thoughts on this, I know, I know we maybe left this a little more ambiguous than some of our other ones. Uh, I feel like we definitely, like, touched upon, like, how we could force it and where it is, but, like, mm, there's a lot of knowns and a lot of known unknowns. So, if you have your own thoughts, yeah, like, write in or add us, uh, you can get our information at the beginning and the end of the thing, but uh, it's it's usually a spin foil theory at something or at that. <laughs> so, Indeed. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You got any shout outs, my man? I just want to give a shout out to my grandfather who is recovering uh, from from uh, repairing an ulcer. He. Uh, yeah, he's doing pretty well, and got to visit with him today for a significant amount of time. First time since he had the surgery, so I'm pretty pretty happy to to have that be the case, and that he's doing doing pretty well. So I'm um, I'm pretty excited about that, and just wanted to give him a a big big shout out. <laughs> okay, I love the idea that your grandfather listens to our show, and I'm going to co-sign on that shout out. <laughs> I, I want to co-sign. Um, that's super jazz, dude. I'm so, I'm so glad that, uh, that that he's doing well. I'm so glad that you got to, like, go hang out and visit. That's fucking awesome. I hope mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure I speak for all of all of the listeners, too. Like, fucking amen. Like, that's cool. Like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I'm going to give a shout-out to my brother, Kari. Like, we're fucking homeowners now. That was a journey. Never did that before. Never thought I could do it, um, and I got to do it with her. So yeah, this was a this was this was a lot of a lot of fun. I think um, you know uh, in the coming recordings, like I'll, I'll definitely make note when I'm doing the. We got some work to do, a little work to do in the house before we move in in the next couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll be sure to let everyone know when we're officially doing it from the uh, from the new house. I'll, I'll put up pictures of the space too. We'll all be a part of it. <laughs> but, but my biggest shout out is to her for all the work that she does, and I know she listens to the show. So like all, all the work that she does, and um, all the uh, effort that she put into getting this done, and that she's continuing to put into uh, making this do. She's a lot handier than I am. Uh, she did painting and swaps and stuff this weekend, and I baked. Uh, you can laugh at that. I'm a fucking bagels. You saw them biscuits. I, I did see the biscuits. I can completely attest to that. You saw them biscuits. <laughs> uh, to, our, to our British fans, uh, in this case, not quite scones, um, flakier, and better served with savory dishes like uh, breakfast foods. It's true. Um, or maybe like a sausage gravy. But anyhow, anyhow, uh, thank you all so much to, uh, for, for joining us again this week. We'll be here next week. Uh, here's to a great 2021 because 2020 was fucking bogus. Indubitably. Yeah. 
So with that, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye bye Bye! That's the end of this week's topic, but be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny Lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SpinfoilTheory, or you can email us via SpinfoilTheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening! The Lore Network.